Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance and terrific guests in the next 20 minutes, back to back on the Shell Pinto Performance Line. Lewis Riddick, Monday Night Football. They've got Jets Pats this Monday. We'll talk about a lot of other things besides that with him as well. And then Tony Dungy will join me, the Hall of Famer. First time I've had him on this show. It'll be great to talk to him again. And part of his weekend, of course, at NBC as they have Clemson and Notre Dame on Saturday in what shapes up to be maybe the biggest game of the college season. So they're coming up back-to-back, and I'll go to Lewis in a minute. But first, I just would draw your attention. Thank you to Jenny, our television producer, for reminding me, because I completely forgot on the first break, and Bubba and Cliff and Nuno didn't remind me at all, because Jenny is here to help me, and these three are here just to make me look bad. But anyway, she reminded me that I wanted to point out that I, I needed a little just mental break. I needed a little, I needed to get away from the election coverage. So after dinner last night, my son Stephen and I, I said to him, I can't watch any more CNN right now. What can we watch to just take our minds off things? And for the first time in about two years, we watched a bunch of episodes of Impractical Jokers, which is a show that I love. And one of the things that I was reminded amidst the extraordinary delight of the completely thoughtless, mindless entertainment that they provide is that Bubba, Brendan Peregrine, my disheveled board operator, looks so much like Q that it is like they're separated at birth. So I just posted on my Instagram page, if you go to at ESPN Greeny, at ESPN Greeny on Instagram, I posted a picture of the two of them side by side. And, and Bubba, it's, it is, it's eerie. Yes? Do you, do you see it yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've seen it. I've, I remember we said this for years on Mike and Mike. And uh, even the side by side that Cliff took this picture and I just took a random pose. The, everything in my pose is like exactly like he is. Like, it's ridiculous. It really is. You just have to see it. I have no better way of, of, of you just have to go there and see this picture. It's at ESPN Greeny on Instagram. Remember, we used to call you Pavarotti on Mike and Mike because yep. you have, you have a little that. Pavarotti. But Pavarotti was anything but disheveled. Right. Uh, Q is disheveled. So you and Q are in every conceivable way alike. Anyway, that was a nice just sort of carefree moment that I had with my son last night and hopefully we are providing a little carefree time for you here on ESPN radio is Lewis ready to go uh, let's get Lewis Riddick ready here and then we'll go to Tony Dungy my friend Lewis Riddick is with me on the Shell Pennzoil performance line Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas giving you unbeatable engine protection the proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30 you know Lewis I, I said that between the election, which, of course, all of us have obviously spent so much mental energy on the last couple of days, and our work, which for us is sports, you getting ready to do your games and everything else and me doing my shows, I needed a little mental break, and I found it watching this goofy TV show with my son. What, what have you done over the last couple of days when you've just needed to get a little mental break from everything? What, what have you found works that way for you? Yeah, that's a good, great question. I think the number one thing I do is hop on my Peloton. Mm. That has been the revelation of 2020 for me on the upside. It's kind of like really diving into fitness and and trying to track, you know, my progress. I mean, I, I really do. I, I get into that greenie. I've gotten into nutrition in a way that maybe I haven't ever before because you have no, nothing but time really right now to, to evaluate those kind of things. And honestly, yesterday, you know what I did? Hmm? 
I mean, for me, football, even though even though what we do is, is our is our job, our occupation, for me, man, look, football, watching, throwing on, on all 22 and watching and getting ready for the games, I mean, that that's just, that, that's not that's not work to me. So, actually, that's what I did. I kind of, instead of putting CNN on in my office, I kind of, I just turned it off and just really dove into, let, let me just watch th- Cam Newton's third down tape. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my re- relaxation. Then I'm going to go in here and get on this Peloton. But inevitably, I think all of us, all of us are mesmerized by the great John King on, on CNN. Because what he's doing up at that board and talking about all these different counties and how many votes they have and how many people they have. I mean, it's just like, this guy's amazing. I agree. I mean, he's amazing. He is. So it's, uh, we're all dialed in. He is amazing. But here's just a quick indication of how different we are. You have thrown yourself during this pandemic into all this physical fitness, and I have thrown myself into wine and ice cream. <laughs> I have gone in <laughs> literally 108. I, I told myself at the beginning of this, I'm going to treat myself and allow myself some things that I usually don't because, you know, you need to find some joy and pleasure in life when we're sort of cut off from yeah. friends. And so I literally, I have eaten more ice cream and drank more wine in the last whatever it's been. <laughs> than the entire rest of my life combined. The entire rest of my life yeah, combined. So. Oh, I get it. I, get, I love me some ice cream, too. Like anything dessert-wise, I'm good. I think this. I think every, every restaurant, I mean, and I mean every restaurant within a 30-mile radius of where I live, mm-hmm. I've hit multiple <laughs> times. Mm-hmm. They all know me when my car pulls up. They're just like, put it in the back. I'm like, yep. Don't even <laughs> say anything. They put it in the back. Yep, go ahead. So I get it, man. I get Lewis it. Riddick. Let's talk a little football, and I have Tony Dungy coming up here in a couple of minutes as well. So, so let's start with the one thing I really wanted to ask you this week is this. I was yelling and screaming that I really believed the Green Bay Packers needed to make some kind of move to bolster their offense, maybe even their defense, although I, I don't know that there was a player out there who was going to make their run defense markedly better than it is. But I look at the big teams in the NFC and I see all the weapons that Brady has and I see all the weapons that Russell Wilson has and I see the weapons, if Michael Thomas comes back, that Drew Brees has. And I thought, if Aaron Rodgers is going to get to another Super Bowl, I I believe he needs help. I was sort of yelling for them to trade for Will Fuller. And they made the decision not Mm -hmm. to do it. And yesterday, everyone on Get Up, yesterday's show, was saying, Greeny, you know, this is, you don't sacrifice, you don't mortgage your future for that kind of move and all of that. Take me through, as a person whose team building is your, it, it, is, it is your primary area of expertise, you know, the thinking behind mm-hmm. what they did and what you thought of it. Yeah, I think Brian Gutekinds, their general manager, and Matt LaFleur, the head coach, I, I think they were, they were interested in improving that specific area of the team, but they just couldn't agree on what price to pay for it. And I, and I think that's, that's ultimately what usually that kind of thing comes down to when you're talking about the trade deadline. I think everyone wants to improve their team. Is that everyone can't always agree on what price are we supposed to pay for that. And from what I've, from what I've gathered, look, the Texans are trying to recoup as many high draft picks as they can. They're trying, to, they're trying to rob everybody because they feel as though maybe they've been robbed as far as some of the deals that they've made, which haven't been great. So I think you know Green Bay was kind of like pushing pushing the brakes on some of that, and on top of it, <clears throat> look they need they need Alan Lazard to come back healthy, because when he was playing, and Devontae was playing Adams, and Marquez Valdez Scantling Scantling because all he, you know he was then in the number three role, 
they were rolling at the beginning of the year. I, I think because he's not a household name, people forget just how good Alan Lazard was playing before he got hurt against the Saints and then hasn't played since then in week three. Mm-hmm. He was having just almost 20 yards a catch and was playing all three wide receiver positions. And Aaron Rodgers told us before we did their Monday night game that this kid was like almost like the revelation of their team this year as far as you know, how, good he, how much he was producing early on. And then he was gone. So it's almost like he wasn't even, even he wasn't even there, and that is that has hurt him. That's hurt him in a big way. And you're right on the defensive side of the ball. That's probably where it's not getting enough attention, but where they are seriously deficient at linebacker, seriously deficient. And that was exposed this week in a big way by Minnesota. And maybe there wasn't a player or two or three that could have helped that defense shore up that area. So they may have some fatal flaws anyway once they get into the postseason. But I understand the process that they went through to try and see if they could get someone to help Aaron. But I think what's hurting them even more is, like I said, Alan Lazard's absence has really, really hurt that passing game overall. Greeny and, and Lewis Riddick with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tony Dungy will join me in just a couple of minutes. Every week I love talking to you about your Monday night game because I know that out of all of them you were diving into the film. And this week you get the Jets. And look, we joke around about the Jets all the time on TV in the morning and everyone likes to, to poke their fun at me. But I really would like to ask you mm-hmm. and, a, and a serious question because I think this is a very big deal for them and, and probably for other teams around the league. The Jets are probably going to be in a position, overwhelmingly likely to be in a position to draft a quarterback at the top of this coming year's draft. What have you seen on the film from Sam Darnold? How would you evaluate him if you were one making that decision? And what ultimately do you think winds up happening relative to him and that choice they will eventually have to make? Yeah, I I don't think, I don't think you can fairly evaluate him because of, his pitiful surroundings as far as the people that he has supporting him and helping him on the field and on top of it. I mean, I think it's fair to question just exactly what level of competency does that coaching staff represent, particularly when it comes to grooming and developing a young quarterback. And it's easy right now to just always look forward and look to what's the next best thing. What's the shiny new thing on the horizon? Now, well, that's, there's two of them. That's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Well, before you get all excited about that, for pe- not you, but I mean for people to get excited about the prospects of those two, who's to say they could overcome the, the same kind of environment that Sam Darnold's trying to overcome? Because remember, just a few years ago, Sam Darnold, by, by many accounts, by me, you know, according to many people, was like a can't-miss prospect. Nobody in the NFL is can't-miss when you're dealing with the kind of dysfunction that has been surrounding the Jets. And when you look at their offensive line, I don't care if you put Dan Marino combined with Michael Vick combined with Lamar Jackson all, and combined with Pat Mahomes all in one body. When a guy is dropping back into a three-step drop and getting hit when his back foot hits on a three-step because the left guard is so terrible, you might as well put a highway cone out there. How can you evaluate the guy? You can't. So I think it's, just, it's convenient to go ahead and just kind of spin it forward and constantly be in that mode of selling hope. And no one has done that better than the Jets. Sell hope for the next year. We've got all these picks. We're, you know, we're selling off all of our high-priced commodities, and we're getting all these picks. Look at all these picks we have. We're going to be at the top of the draft. All these picks. Okay. Who's picking them? Who's developing them? That's what I would want to know before anybody talked to me about anything about picks. Who's picking them? 
and who's developing them. Until then, I, I wouldn't want to hear anything as a Jet fan. Who's picking them? Who's developing them? End of story. You're the very best. Lewis, thank you so much. We'll be watching on Monday night. Have a great weekend. Get on that Peloton and, and cycle off some of my, <laughs> we- my weight. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet, my man. See you. I'll see you. That's Lewis Riddick Greeny here, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. And so we go from one terrific guest to another. It is my pleasure to welcome back, or I should say on this program for the first time, but someone that I have enjoyed talking about football with forever, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, now at NBC Sports. Tony Dungy is with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Sign. Hello again, Tony. How have you been? Hey, Granny, I'm doing great, and it is good to be with you. I haven't uh, been on this show, and I've been looking forward to it, so thanks for the invite. That's a pleasure to have you back, and I've enjoyed watching you guys. I love watching you and Tarico on the Notre Dame games, and that's where I want to start. NBC, they've got two really good games. Well, they've got phenomenal games this weekend, and we'll do them both. Let's start with the Saturday game here as Notre Dame and Clemson go head-to-head in, in what I think you could argue is the best uh, college game of the entire season. Let's start with Clemson, obviously playing without Trevor Lawrence. They will go with the freshman. We've seen him in the one game so far. What did you see as you look through the tape of that, and how would you project what we should expect from him Saturday against a really good defense at Notre Dame? Well, first of all, that is the key. Notre Dame has been great on defense, and so even with Trevor Lawrence, it wasn't going to be easy. But DJ Uyangalele was phenomenal. You, you think about what he did last week. Coming in to start for the first time, you don't even get the word until Thursday, late Thursday afternoon that you're going to play. You get 18 down, and then you come from behind and win. Uh, He was phenomenal. Uh, Only nine incomplete passes, made all the right reads, and we talked to their players and their staff yesterday. It was our production meeting day. Everybody said the calmest guy in the stadium was DJ. Hmm. Uh, Unflappable, wasn't concerned. Uh, so he's going to be the least of their problems. They've got some other injuries that they, they've got to worry about, especially on defense. Uh, they're trying to get some of their offensive weaponry back. Notre Dame is fantastic on defense. They've got a, a big, monstrous offensive line. They possess the football and they run it well. So it's going to be a great game, and, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's strength against strength because Clemson has scored more touchdowns than any team in the country, and Notre Dame has allowed the fewest touchdowns of any team that has played a minimum of six games. So it is really sort of a, you know, a movable object versus irresistible force. But how about the other side? When Notre Dame has the ball, they're, they're not going to shut Clemson down to nothing. So it, to whatever degree they have to get into a shootout, how does Notre Dame handle that on the offensive side? Well, they, they can take one of two things. They can either try to mash the ball, possess it, and run it like they've done it on everybody else, or they can know that, uh, Clemson is going to come in and try to stop that run game. They're going to give them some chances uh, for the big play and take advantage through the passing game, which they have. They have some uh, weaponry that they can throw the ball. But I kind of liken it back, Greeny, you'll laugh at this, uh, Georgetown against Villanova mm-hmm. in basketball. <laughs> Clemson wants to play fast break, up-tempo, keep the pressure on, full-court press, make that a 90-point game. Villanova wanted to take their time, all those possessions, slow the game down. That's what it's going to be. Now, who can impose their will? Who can get the other team playing their style? Uh, That's going to be the the interesting chess match to me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And that's a really good analogy, and it's a really good game. Let me ask you one more on that. Again, that game's on NBC on Saturday. T- Tony Dungy is with me on ESPN Radio. The, the, um, as a coach now, I'm really asking you more from a coach's perspective. Playing these games without fans, I, I, I've watched a game last week. There were some fans in the stands there in South Bend, but obviously not nearly as many as there would normally be, and they can't create anywhere near the same kind of environment. How much of a home field advantage exists in college football this season? Does it make a difference where the game is being played? I've seen it all over football, Greeny. Uh, College football at the Notre Dame games, I've seen it in the National Football League. That home field advantage, the Superdome, uh, the um, field in in Seattle uh, where the 12s usually go crazy, it's Mm -hmm. not there anymore. Notre Dame, uh, there's a lot of noise there in the stands. We've broadcast the games, but driving up to the stadium, coming in, it's not the same field. So I I think that whatever you gave that home field, three points, four point, five point advantage, it's not quite that anymore. I think visiting teams come in feeling very comfortable no matter where they're going this year. Tony Dungy with me here. So that's the game on Saturday. And then Sunday night, of course, NBC Sports, they've got one of the best NFL games of the year, the rematch between Drew Brees and the Saints and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I love continuously pointing out that the quarterbacks are a combined 84 years old because I just find it fascinating. Um, <laughs> but they're obviously both great, and and they should both get better this week. Let's start with the reason Tampa should get better. They add Antonio Brown. How important a piece of their offense do you expect him to be and how quickly i think he's going to be a very important part but i don't think real quickly uh when you watch tom brady at the beginning of this year game one game two game three we were saying gosh what's wrong with gronk he doesn't seem to have the chemistry with mike evans what you know he's he's just a little bit off on his throat maybe tom doesn't have it anymore well into week five week six week seven we see that chemistry come around so it's going to be the same thing with antonio i think they got him for the playoff run. And yeah, he'll get some balls. He'll be on the field this week. But really, down the road, week 15, week 16, that's where you're going to see his impact. And on the other side, I'm amazed at what Drew Brees has been able to do basically without Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas. He had mm-hmm. Michael Thomas for three quarters of, of a game this season. Now, Thomas is supposed to be back. Sanders is supposed to be back. That's going to take a lot of pressure off Alvin Kamara. That's going to give him more weaponry, get the ball out of his hands against the strong pass rush and the blitz. So I think it's going to be a fantastic game with two really masterful quarterbacks dueling it out. No question. And it's got everything in the world at stake because the Saints already beat them in week one. So if they do here, then they have inside track to win the division, which means home field in the playoffs may be a buy. And everything else, Tony Dungy will be in the middle of both of the really good games this weekend on NBC. And it is a pleasure to talk to you again. Thank you so much, Tony. The best of your family. And let's do it again soon. I really appreciate the time. Thank you, Mike. Always great to be with you. That's the great Tony Dungy with me, the Hall of Famer. And again, I'm looking forward to both of those games and all of the games. I, 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 you know, I opened this hour talking about how I needed a little mental respite from all of the news and things like that. Sports is my respite. I I feel the same way that Lewis does. I don't sit back and watch the All-22, but I do watch these games as a fan. I still do. I still enjoy them as much as I ever did. But last night, there wasn't an NFL game on for me to watch, so that was why I watched the Impractical Joker. So let me go to my Instagram page, and let me just see if people are enjoying this photo as much as I did. Let me refresh this here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're getting the reaction. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So people are saying you look like Brooks Kepka. People think Bubba looks like Brooks Kepka, which I think is kind of funny. 
Um, I, I do like uh, talking about people who look like other people. Generally speaking, Bubba, have people in your life ever told you that you look like anyone? Do you get that outside of me saying it? Um, no, not. I mean, I've I've heard other people say the impractical jokers one. Yes, I've yes. heard that before. Um, that's mainly the main one, I think. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard Brooks Kepka before. No, I um, hadn't. I hadn't thought of that. If Brooks Kepka would have to gain a lot yeah, of hair. Right? That, there's a whole lot of hair you have going on. He doesn't have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know about that one, but no, I I, I have heard other people outside of work say the impractical jokers. That's really the main one. It, it's a really good one. And again, it is up right now. I have the two pictures side by side. On my Instagram page at ESPN Greeny, I think you'll find this funny. He, they really do look so alike. And if you were a fan of that show and and hopefully this one, then I think you'll particularly enjoy it. Okay, we haven't had any time to take phone calls this week, so we're going to do it next. We'll we'll just play. What do you want to know? You can ask me some questions. Let's get into some sports. Let's just have some fun and talk a little bit during a week where we could really use it. Eight 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 say ESPN is the phone number. Eight 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 say ESPN. You and me. Let's chat next here on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Approaching half past the hour, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio Coast to Coast. And again, I always say that I would love it if you could spend all two hours with me every single day that I am here. We put together a lot of fun. We work hard at it, Nuno and Cliff and Bubba. And, uh, but I understand you've got a life to lead. And so you can always catch up. You can listen to the podcast. It's called Hashtag Greeny. It's available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. They make each hour its own little separate entity. It's fun. It's nicely put together. Bubba, every single day, puts it together. Then he sends me a text that says posted, and then I send him back a little heart, and and then it is up there, and it's kind of nice, and it's I think that it has really added to the relationship that hashtag Bubba and I have developed. We worked together for many, many years on Mike and Mike, and I never, ever sent you a heart on anything, so I feel that the relationship has really stepped up, and he looks just like Q from Impractical Jokers. So we have all of that. Meanwhile, we have not taken any phone calls this week. So let's do that. Let's throw open the phones right now. 888-SAY-ESPN. It's What's On Your Mind, brought to you by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. And this edition of What's On Your Mind will be titled, What Do You Want to Know? You ask me a question about sports, and I will do my best to answer it. Bruce, you are first up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Bruce, what do you want to know? 
Yes, sir. I just want to know if you think the Irish can beat Clemson on Saturday without Trevor Lawrence, win the ACC, and possibly go to the playoffs this year. Yes, 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 and yes. I would answer yes to all of those questions. I absolutely do. You know, there's a big difference. I've said this in the context of Lamar Jackson recently. There's a big difference between can't and hasn't. So people say Lamar Jackson can't win the big one. I disagree. He hasn't, but I believe he will. Brian Kelly can't win the big one. Well, he hasn't. He has never beaten a top five team in his time at Notre Dame, but he has built a great program there. I think because a lot of people, Notre Dame is so polarizing, so many people dislike them, and Kelly, especially in his earlier years there, he was so demonstrative on the sideline, you would see him all the time, his face would get all red when he was yelling at players. I think there was a sort of a disinclination toward liking him. And so I think sometimes people try to diminish what he has done there. He's built a really good program. They're way, way, way better and have been consistently since he got there than they were in that interim before he did. So I don't think he can't win the big one. I would say he just hasn't yet. I would also say, if not now, then when? If you're going to beat a number one team in the country, the right place to do it is in your own building without you know, everyone's idea of the best quarterback in the country on the team. So do I think they can win this game? Yes. Do I think they will? If I had to bet on it, I would bet no. If I had to bet on this game, I would bet Clemson. But I'd like to see Notre Dame win. I'd like to see him win one of these big games. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Deborah, you're next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Deborah, what do you want to know? Uh, Greeny, I'd like to know why so many ex-NBA players do not put LeBron James in their top five. I think that there's a lot of envy involved in this, Deborah. to be completely honest with you. So I, I, I will tell you, I had the great Oscar Robertson on the old show, on Mike and Mike. This was years ago. We had Ryan Rosillo was hosting with me. It was one day, Golick was off, and we had Oscar Robertson on. And Oscar Robertson did a list of the best guards in the NBA. I asked him, I forget exactly what the context of the question was, but he would not include, no, 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 it was the best shooters. I asked him about the best shooters in the NBA, and he would not say Steph Curry's name. He would not say Steph's name. And I think there is a degree of envy that exists amongst former players for all of the attention and all of the adulation and all of the, the money and all of the, um, the power, if you will, that the players of today have. Basketball players more than any other athletes in this country are full-fledged celebrities in America today. And Deborah, I don't know how old you are, but I'm old enough to remember a time when that was not true when even the biggest stars in the NBA were fringe celebrities in the mainstream. Almost no athletes broke through. Sports just weren't as big a deal. They weren't as ingrained in the fabric of our culture as they have become. And there were a million reasons why that has happened. But LeBron James says now he's not just uh, the best player in the NBA and one of the greatest players of all time. He's one of the most famous people in the world. That was not true of basketball players in the past. So the best answer to the question, Deborah, that I can offer you is, I think it's envy. Because to, you can, we can sit here and fight over LeBron's place. Is he number two? Is he number three? Is he number four? I'm not going to put him ahead of Michael myself. But I would go Michael one, LeBron two. But I think not to put LeBron in the top five, candidly, is crazy. It's crazy. What he's accomplished, what he's done, he, it, it, is, it is diminishing him. It's unfair to him. And I, I think it's a, it's, 
it is really almost an unreasonable position to take. Thank you for the call, Deborah Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Next up is Tyler on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Tyler, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny. Um, I just want to know, in the offseason, do you think the Colts should trade up to a top-five pick to draft Justin Fields or Trey Lance? I- I'm not impressed by Phillip Rivers. His last two games have been good, but they've been against one of the worst defenses in the league. I just want to get your take on it. Here's you go. Tyler, are you a Colts fan? Yes, sir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you – just remember that I said this. What the Colts should do is they should trade for Sam Darnold. I'm telling you right now, the Jets are going to wind up drafting Lawrence or Fields. They are going to have to trade away Darnold. They're going to get pennies on the dollar for him. I have people telling me they wouldn't even get a first-round pick for him at this point, which is insane. So rather than mortgaging your entire future to try and move all the way up there, because the Colts are a good team, they're going to have a good record. They're, they're going to have a very hard time getting up that high, and there's a million teams that are going to want to. The price of a pick that could turn into Fields or Lawrence is going to be like three number ones. The, 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 the trade, when the Rams traded for the first pick overall with Tennessee for the pick that turned into Jared Goff, they traded two ones, two twos, and two threes. So they're gonna, this is going to be way more than that. The Lawrence pick, for sure, is going to be way more than that. So listen to me. You want Sam Darnold. I'm telling you. If you give Frank Reich Sam Darnold, that would be not only a very good thing to happen to you, Tyler, it would be the best thing that ever happened to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold should get down on his knees and kiss the ground if he gets the upgrade from Adam Gase to Frank Reich. He gets the upgrade from the program that he is in now. Did you hear Lewis Riddick talking about the Jets earlier this hour? I've promised myself I'm not going to get sidetracked by this again. But the Jets are a dysfunctional mess. They candidly are a disgrace of a professional sports organization. The Colts have got it put together. I just think they missed on Rivers because of the close relationship that he has with Reich. I believe Rivers, look, he's played a little bit better the last couple of weeks. Let's see. But my answer to you, Tyler, is... They should trade for Sam Darnold, and you're welcome. Let me get Charles in here next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Charles, hello. What do you want to know? Hey, Granny, good to be with you. So my question is this. If uh, Dallas ended up having the first pick, so the Jets ended up winning a few, Dallas lost all their their, uh, games, do you think they would take Trevor Lawrence and let Dak go just for the cap space? It's a, it's, it is the best question out there. And so here's the thing. The Cowboys now, they're going to rue. I mean, the two games that they won, they could so easily have lost. They won that giant game, the game that Dak got hurt on a late score. And then they won a game because the Falcons forgot how to cover an onside kick. If the Cowboys don't recover that onside kick, they only have one win right now, and they might be in that position. And it's a really interesting question. You know what? Let me, let me pause on that because I want to spend a lot of time. That is a great question. Who was that? Charles who asked it? Charles A., I love your voice. You sound just like Jerry Jones. Was I the only one who thought he sounded like Jerry Jones? For one brief moment, I wondered if I was being punked and this was actually Jerry Jones calling and asking what I thought he should do with the first pick in the draft if he got it. I guess that's unlikely. But one way or another, I really like the question and it actually requires a little more time for the answer than I have right here. So let me take a quick break. And coming back, I will tell you exactly what I think they could do, might do, and probably should do if they got that pick. We'll do that next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Starting this Monday. 
Do you know what I've lived through as a fan of this franchise? The video stream of Greeny with Mike Greenberg is on ESPN+. I'm going to be optimistic because it costs the same as being pessimistic. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, The Max Kellerman Show, Dan Lebatard, and Janae Golick Jr. can now be seen exclusively on ESPN+. With ESPN+, you'll get access to each show, plus live sports, exclusive originals, and more. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com i want to get back to something a caller just brought up which i think was a really interesting question it's come up a lot on tv with us the last week or so the dallas cowboys if anything i think have seen just how valuable dak prescott really was the narrative on the two big quarterbacks in the nfc east this year have really flipped The narrative on Dak, for those who wanted to diminish how good he was, was that he was being bolstered by having so much talent around him. Great offensive line, great running back, all these receivers. And the narrative on Carson Wentz was he didn't have nearly as much to work with, and he was sort of lifting up a a, a much lesser supporting cast. And if you put him on Dallas, oh, he'd, he'd be unstoppable and they would win a championship. That's what some people said. It wasn't ever what I said or thought. But certainly you've heard people say that, and I've heard it too. What we've seen now has been a reversal. Carson Wentz has been unable to lift a team through adversity. He has been part of the problem in Philadelphia this year. This game this past week against a team that wouldn't score 20 points against you if you didn't hand them to them if they had three games to do it. For him to commit the mistakes that he makes and the turnovers that he makes that could cost him a game so easily... It's just not pretty. So Carson Wentz has done the opposite of what everyone said he might. And in Dak Prescott's case, it's been the opposite as well. Because the minute he went down, we figured out, you know what? He was the only thing holding this house of cards together at all. The Cowboys were scoring points like crazy when Dak was their quarterback. And then his foot is facing the wrong way. And all of a sudden, they've only scored one touchdown in their last three games. That's on 32 drives. And it came in a game in which they were down 31-3 to at the time with three minutes left. So they haven't scored a meaningful touchdown in the games since he got hurt. So if anything, Dak Prescott's status and standing and value and leverage have, if nothing else, elevated since he got hurt. But it does bring up an interesting question. If the Cowboys, by, look, 
they don't have to tank. They're bad enough. They're not going to go with Danucci this week. It's either going to be Gilbert or Rush. They're going to start their fourth different quarterback in a month this week. Forget that their season is over. That's for sure. But they could easily wind up losing most, if not all, of the rest of their games. If they wind up in a position to pick Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, should they or should they trade that pick? I told you earlier, you could get a lot for that pick. Some of the history, not only the one that we gave you before of what the Jared Goff pick turned out to be, which was two ones, two twos, and two threes. Just a couple of years ago, the Colts traded the number three pick in the draft to the Jets. That's the pick that turned out to be Sam Darnold. The Jets gave them number six, number 37, number 49, and a second-round pick the following year. So that's three twos and their one. That's what they gave up to move up from six to three to get Darnold. I've got a list here of a bunch of other picks and a bunch of other trades that got made. The point is, if you are the Cowboys and you are holding that lottery ticket in your hand, a pick that could turn into Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, you could get a ton for that. You could re-sign Dak Prescott, give him the long-term contract that he has clearly earned, use all that draft capital that you just get in the return for your trade for that high pick, and you go on and try and win around Dak. Makes all the sense in the world, and he's more than good enough to do it. Pay him $40 million bucks a year. Or do you trade Dak? That's on the table, too. You franchise him, you trade him, and you get whatever you get for him, and you build again around a quarterback that isn't going to cost you $40 million. On my TV show just the other day, David Pollack said he thinks that Justin Fields is a more athletic Dak Prescott. Now, I'm not going to diminish what Dak has done. I'm sitting here telling you how great I think he is. I think Dak is great, and if I were the Cowboys, I would do it. If I were the Cowboys, actually, if I owned the Cowboys, Dak would have gotten his money two years ago. He wouldn't have had any of these conversations, and we wouldn't be, they wouldn't be in this problem they're in in the first place. But it is, it is in a year in which the salary cap might be $175 million next season, having a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, if they're really that good, on a rookie deal is an even greater value than it would be in any other season. The salary cap is very likely to be significantly diminished next year because of the impact of the COVID on the finances. So that'll be a fascinating decision. I don't think the Cowboys will wind up there. I think one way or another that Dalton will come back eventually and they'll win a game or two. And then they'll wind up with something like the sixth or seventh pick. And in that case, they will not wind up getting either one of those two quarterbacks or be in position to draft them. But it sure would be interesting if they could. A lot of teams out there that may face that decision. Do the Giants pull the plug on Daniel Jones after two years? Do the Dolphins consider pulling the plug on Tua after one? Do the Jets move on from Sam Darnold after three? A lot of teams out there that will face those decisions. We'll see. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it. I thank you for spending some time with me. I hope it makes you feel better. It definitely makes me. And I will see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow right here, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.